0: What up? What up? What up? It's Pope the Blueprint, the host of the number one networking show. And I like to take the first couple of seconds of each show to highlight any local brands or brands that's been on the show. And tonight I am wearing 12 Faces of Sober, uh, which is a good brother down in Florida. Uh, So he released the book and the merchandise with it. So I encourage everybody to check him out and support his journey. And so we have a special guest in the virtual building tonight. How you all feeling tonight? We're good, we're great. Awesome, (laughs) awesome. So before we get into the journey, if you all can just introduce yourself, let everybody know where you're from, and just a brief overview of your business, and we get ready to take it back to day one.
1: Oh hmm. boy! Okay. Well, I guess i ladies first. So, um, I'm Christina Coleman.
2: Well, oh, <laughs> Mark Coleman. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> and to, um, together we own Coleman Co- Events. Own Coleman Event. Yeah. And um, so Coleman Events is a boutique paint party business. And so what we do is we customize paint party experiences for the clientele. Um, we make it as fun and as lively as they want, or as relaxing and stress free as they want. But however they want it is how we're going to give it to them. Um, Without paint parties, we offer virtual paint parties. Soon we'll be offering in person paint parties sometime in the summertime when things are really opened up. Uh, but right now, most of our parties are virtual, um, and so we just we customize everything to how the client wants it to be. Um, we do birthday parties, fundraisers, team builders, corporate parties, back to school night—you name it, we do it.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's us.
3: Awesome. You know
0: what? I love to hear that. Right, and so. <laughs> You know, take us back to day one, right? Because everybody has an inspiration story of how they started their business. And what was the genesis for you all?
1: So surprisingly enough, we actually did not start out as a paint party company. Hmm. We started out as a party promoting company so <laughs> we were doing party promotions and our very first place was um metro metro, metro, metro bar and, and, and grill, grill.
3: <laughs> and so, and
1: yeah so we used to promote parties there we was bringing the saturday day party the yeah. <laughs> metro bar and grill
3: uh-huh.
1: and it was just, it was a lot of fun. Um, people were coming through, we were doing birthday parties and what have you. And right. then we were like, okay, so everybody, you know, day parties after a while, people were like, like, uh, I don't wanna keep coming in for a day party. So we were like, what else can we do? So we did um, space tournaments. We did um, adult, adult, adult game day night, night adult bingo. Yeah.
2: Anything to try to generate,
1: generate
2: buzz business to come in
1: mm-hmm. um and then we um one day we did a sipping paint
2: mm-hmm. and
1: next thing we knew it was just like from there Our first sipping paint somebody came to us and was like can you do one for us we want to do a private party mm-hmm. next thing you know common events went from party promoting to sipping paints yeah.
0: mm-hmm. that's our niche it, it, now good no no quick question because that's important right because you guys kind of had a variety of things that you were going on, right? So what was that moment where you knew that this was the lock-in moment, that this was something special?
1: Because we were getting more and more requests to do private parties. Mm -hmm. And then we took it from just a Metro Bar and Grill. We started doing parties down at uh, Mount Vernon Spirits. And then we did parties at uh, 13.5%. We did parties... um, we did one party at uh, the garage. I don't know if you know D Chase in Baltimore, but mm-hmm. we did a party at his spot, and so it was just it just seemed like that's what people wanted, and it was just it's it was less of a grind, less of a you know begging people to come because mm-hmm. they were coming to us, and we were just like, listen, this is where this is where it is. So that's what we did, and then to be quite honest. It's it's amazing because most people, you know, went out of business during the pandemic or whatever the case may be. For us, business was booming when mm-hmm. the pandemic hit because everybody was like, Well, what can I do?
2: That's funny. Virtual, Stay connected, yeah.
1: Virtual party. Yeah. So mm. yeah.
2: yeah. So it was like I pretty much put my um my network hat on after <laughs> um, you know, after the the after the crowd started dwindling down with, with the party promoting thing, mm-hmm. I said, okay, how can I put my network hat on and, you know, change it, change it some, from a negative to a positive? So I said, all right, I just started putting my network hat on, start reaching out to different, you know, different businesses and said, hey, look, how can I bring business to you and we right. both be a success at the same time? Right. So that's what it was.
1: And we were offered to be like, all right, when is your slow time?
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So
1: they would say, oh, our slow time is Sunday. Okay, so we're going to start having our parties at your place on Sundays.
3: Mm -hmm. And it
1: was win-win because one place was a wine spot and people would come in, have their parties and buy bottles of wine from the vendor.
0: It was a win-win for everybody. Now, that's special, right, because this is the number one networking show, and you said you put on your networking hat, right? So talk to the people about, because a lot of times, networking could make or break your business, right? Because you could have a great product, and if no one knows about you, uh-huh. no one knows about you. So what is, what is the mindset of a true networker that works for you all? What are some things that you can share with other entrepreneurs that may help them in their business, even if they don't have an, an event, a uh, sip and paint party?
1: Right. One thing I would say is never be afraid to talk to people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we're both talkers lord knows we we talk 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 so you just cannot you got to put yourself out there you can't be afraid to talk about your brand talk about what you do i mean i could just today i went and got my nails done and i was talking to the lady while she was doing my nails i was like i want a super paint party you know y'all should have a party here at the salon i mean it would be a great thing for you all for team building she was like you know that's not a bad idea yeah Anybody you meet, anytime you strike up a conversation, (laughs) talk to them about what it is you do, what you can offer. You want to make people feel like. Yo, I wanna, I wanna get with you all. You, your, your vibrant personality makes me want to be around you. You just, you gotta be smiling, and you gotta. There is no such thing as having a bad day when you're a business owner. Every day gotta be a good day because you don't know that bad day might turn somebody off, and you don't. You don't have time to be losing money. Like my daddy said, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense.
2: I hate to be Mr. I hate to be Mr. Cliche, but closed mouth don't get fed, right? Pretty
3: much. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> No, that's, that's true. That's true because you have to, and I like what you said, right? You're always giving people the benefit of what's in it for them, right? Because a, a lot of times people can have selfish motives. Of yeah. course, it's a business, but also you have to make it fit for who you're speaking with. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And that's and even with us without paint kits. So we we package every paint kit individually, we put them together, and then we deliver them to whomever is dispersing the kits out to folks, or we deliver them to each household, just depends on what they're they're asking for. But in every paint kit, we give them a little gift, just a little thank mm-hmm. you for choosing us. So whether it's a magnet or we'll give them a little mini candle, chocolate. we'll give them chocolate. We'll give them little um, body butters. Oh, by the way, I have a, a skincare line it's called Glitz Glam Glow, just a little plug for myself. So I'll, yeah. put, <laughs> I'll put the body butters in there or a bath bomb, whatever the case may be. We just give them a little something just so that they can remember, you know what? These people are all right. Not only did they give us a party and we had a good time, but they gave us a gift. And we don't charge you for the gift. You want the gift, we give you the gift because we want your business. And mm. one of our things that we try to do is every party party our motto is once we have that party we're trying to get somebody who can to that party to book another party
2: mm. get a party
1: book a party get a party book a party that's how we do
2: it's all about the appreciation
3: mm-hmm. you gotta yeah. you
2: gotta you gotta make sure that the person that you providing the service to feels appreciated mm-hmm. and I, after every after every phone call or text or like private conversation I have with somebody, I always say, "Look, man, thanks, thank you. Thank you for. I appreciate you for just you know having the time to speak with me.
1: Yeah, even you.
0: That's what, what it is. Yeah, you know what? And that's special too, because sometimes I think, especially when people have businesses, and you know, they say black-owned businesses, they assume that everybody's just supposed to do business with you just because of your skin color. Right. Like it comes." down to how you treat people like how do you follow up like the fortune is in the follow-up so i'm glad that you are pointing out hey customer service is important
1: very much so very much so and that's another thing we offer when someone comes to us and say okay i want to do a party but i don't want to collect the money we got you, we'll create the, we'll create the event right mm-hmm. for you. If they say, oh, I wanna have a party, but I'm not good with flyers, got you. i make the flyers. Anything, literally, all you have to do is say, Christina, Mark, I wanna have this party on this date, and this is the picture I wanna do. How many people you got, boom. Everything else, we'll take care of it for you. All you gotta do the day of the party, you just show up, log in, have fun. That's it.
3: Mm-hmm
1: we try to make it as easy as possible because we want people to really enjoy themselves and we want them to come back for more. Mm -hmm. So, and in every um, kit too, we also give them this little card that says, thank you uh, Mm -hmm. for for supporting our business. And it tells you how you can reach us. And we give everybody 20% off your first time booking with us. I mean, come on, we make it. You'd be crazy not to want
0: to come with us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. You know what? I love that energy. And that's the type of energy that you have to have when you're dealing with people. Because like you said earlier, even if you're having a bad day, because everybody has a day where things are not going the way they should go. But when it's time to perform, when it's showtime, all of that has to go out the window. That's right. That's true. Yeah. Very true. It's like race camera action. Time
1: time. let, let you let that go, you keep on moving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Now, what,
1: Sagittarius. What, I
0: don't hold grudges. <laughs> okay. All right. You're a beaten person. You don't hold grudges. I don't hold grudges.
1: Maybe <laughs> no. an hour. Then I'm over it.
0: <laughs> no, you know what? But that's a good habit to have because, you know, especially the times that we're in, it's no need to have added stress, right? I mean- yeah,
1: there's no need.
0: Now, now, business-wise, when you went through the transition, because you guys were now, were you doing the sipping paint before the pandemic, or did it start during the pandemic?
1: No, we actually been doing it since 2018.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: 2018, but it just seems like. Once the pandemic happened, our business just really picked up because everybody wanted to do something fun, but they didn't Mm -hmm. want to leave their house. And actually,
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Mark originally said to me, well, let's do virtual. And I was like, I don't know how that's going to work. But then one of my girlfriends was like, Chrissy, they call me Chrissy. She's like, Chrissy, um, won't you put something together? We call ourselves the GGFs, okay? So good girlfriends. So she was like, won't you put something together for the GGF? Shout out to Tia Fitzgerald. And she was like, do something for them. And I was like, all right, girl, but some of us live here and some of us are in North Carolina. So I was like, all right, so I'm going to make y'all the guinea pigs, send them the stuff. We did the party online. They gave me the feedback what they liked, what they didn't like, and we were able to like kind of tweak it from there. And from there, we were like, "All right, now we feel." I felt like, "Okay, we're co- I'm comfortable with doing the virtual now because I know, okay, we can work this out." Mark knew mm-hmm. all along. I, it took a minute for me to get on board because I was just like, "Uh, pandemic. I don't know."
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? But that's an interesting dynamic, right? Because Mark already knew. Now, did you kind of did you kind of keep pushing Mark, or did you kind of just wait and knew that she would come around to the virtual parties? How did that go? Well, well, pretty much, um, I kind of like
2: I saw someone else try to pull it off on YouTube, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what, this can be done. It's just finding the right um, platform to you know, to post it, mm-hmm. to find out, to make sure everything, the connection is clear.
3: Mm-hmm. So that's when, when I
2: found that out, I was like, all right, cool. Try Facebook, try the Instagram. And I was like, you know, and then she came around with the Zoom and I said, there you go. Yeah. Bingo. There it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the most
1: private way to do it. it, it is. the easiest way to do it. Is way to do it. Yep. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. Yeah, so it was just... Putting our, putting our thinking hats on and then and from there it was just, uh, you know, trial and error. And to this day, like every, like every party, we still learn something mm-hmm. from it. So it's like you, that's another part of being an entrepreneur. You can never stop, stop
3: learning. stop
2: learning and stop, like, you know, taking advice or taking, you know, criticism or constructive criticism or anything
0: to help you grow. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Part of it, Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you guys work together as a team, right? Because sometimes you may have a solo entrepreneur, but you guys are a team. So how do you guys focus together, keep the unity, kind of focus on your strengths, delegate to who does what best? How does that work? And what are some of the tips you can share with people that are working together as a team entrepreneur? Well,
1: for us, we... So what happens is we both know Mark, I I talk a lot, but Mark is fearless. Like Mark will talk to anybody. It doesn't matter. It could be the man in the bathroom giving you the
3: chocolate,
1: (laughs) driving the train. Mark will talk to everybody. So he's more of the sales pitchy guy right so we both have our lanes we both know our strengths his strength is he can pretty much talk Eskimo into buying a block of ice so that's his strength my strength is being behind the scenes and running the business. So I do all the accounting, all the business management. I do all of the invoicing and the the uh the proposals and all of that stuff. I do that really well. Mark is really good at he has that gift of gab. Mark will talk to somebody, and about five minutes later, they're like, Yeah, I want to have a party, give me a party. I want to have a party in 20 days. What did I get?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's Mark Holman. So for us, we know that he, his strength is that, my strength is running the business, but together we put together the kits and we actually have a team. So we have a team of two artists, shout out to Jamar Sweet, Jam- shout out to Jermaine Gordon. Uh, we have two artists and then we also have um, our sister, uh, not- well, she's not really a sister, she's kind of like the office manager, um, Angela Angie, she hates Angela, Angie Powell is I like our office manager slash she'll come in here and give me all the way you together. She's like, okay, Christina, I know that we got these many parties this week and you're going to need inventory for this, that, and the third. These orders need to be made. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then we employ our kids because, you know, nepotism. So we employ our kids to help put together the paint kits. And then our two oldest sons do all of the deliveries.
3: hmm
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: much a family,
0: family business. business. Yeah. yeah.
1: And That's, all of
0: the- you know That's legacy. I love that. I you know what? I love the part because I have three sons. And so, you know, just the fact that you're intentional about including, you know what I mean? Because that says a lot, you know, to the work ethic that you're putting into them. How important is it for when you have kids to get them involved in the business?
3: Oh,
1: it's extremely important because mm-hmm. honestly, other cultures raise their children to know this is what you need to do to succeed. This is, this is the family business and they start working in that business very early on.
3: Yeah.
1: Like crabs in a burrow trying to pull each other down and we just don't want that cycle to continue. Like in my family, my grandparents owned a daycare. I started working in that daycare when I was 10 years old. I was helping babysit and change diapers all summer long because mm-hmm. my grandmother was like, okay, you're gonna work. And all of us worked in that daycare as long as that daycare was open. Because she was just like she wanted us to learn how to do things, how to run a business and and you know how to succeed, how to succeed. And so we just want to pass that on to our boys. Mm. And by the way, we have four.
2: Mm. four. <laughs> they, they gotta, they gotta know, they gotta, uh, they gotta know the grind. Yeah, you know, I started working when I was thirteen, so they gotta know where it came from. Mm-hmm. It, it's that it, it doesn't, it, it, success doesn't just, you don't That's just happen. It don't snap your fingers, candles, you right. and everything just pop in place. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you gotta, it's gotta be a grind. So they gotta know where it's coming from and where it starts.
1: Right. Plus, so, their names is on that company. Yeah. It's their name there, your man. name is on that company. Yeah. And I tell our signs all the time, your name means something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It means something. Don't let anybody ever tell you that you don't yeah. matter and that you don't mean anything yeah. because it does. Even
0: though I'm mm. forming by marriage, guess what? I'm owning it. That's my name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as mm-hmm. you should, as you should. And mm-hmm. you know it's important too, because once you include the kids, you get to kind of see their natural gifts, you know, come to the forefront. And now mm-hmm. you can kind of start navigating them better through life as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And even Angie, sometimes she'll bring her boys and her daughter. Mm-hmm. It'll be in, let me tell you something. It'll be four tables at one time. We all in here putting some paint in the paint pot and putting the card inside of a box. <laughs> so
0: what, what is like the what is like the, the preparation? Take us through like the, the preparation of getting ready for a party. Do you have to start early or what, what is that? Yeah. Give us a visual of what that's So, every
1: party, yeah. So, every party, um, we try to at least two weeks before that party, we're putting together the paint kits because we like Mm -hmm. to get everybody their paint and their supplies at least three to five business days before the party. So, that way they got time to disperse it to whomever needs Mm -hmm. to get it and all of that good stuff. The day of the party, it's not that bad because I've kind of got it down to a science now, but like our artists will come here. Um, I set everything up. This is usually where the artist sits so that you can see all the paintings <laughs> that we do. We have so many actually, but I like to like display a couple of them. So people can be, a lot of times people will look at the, behind the artist and be like, oh, I like that painting. I'm well, like, well, schedule a party. You mm-hmm. can do that painting. Um, and then, so we have a couple of cameras on, uh, one that's on the artist down on his uh canvas while he's painting so that's the one that I make the spotlight for everyone and so that one is the biggest one you can see everything he's doing nice and clear and even that it took some time for us to figure out how to get to that point because at first the artist was kind of like this and he would paint and he would hold the painting this way towards you and paint He's doing it backwards, and it was working. But I was like, "It's got to be a better way." So I'm on Instagram, and I'm looking at what other people are doing. I'm like, "That's what we need to do. We need to get a camera, and that camera needs to be pointing down at him." So we have like the ring. Shout out to my mom, and she gave it to me for Christmas. I didn't know that's what I was going to use it for. But here we go. (laughs) So she gave us the ring, gave me that ring because you know I'm the queen of selfies. I like selfies. So the ring will. Be down the lighting is perfect it captures everything the artist is doing then we got two other laptops going the laptop going for him so he can see what everybody else is seeing and then i'm behind the scenes on another laptop so i can monitor the chat if somebody has a question they can ask in the chat and then i'll let him know there's a question or just to help out during the parties we'll play music we'll do trivia we'll give away prizes we just make it like so that it really feels mm-hmm. like you're at a party. You might be mm-hmm. at home, but you feel like, you know, you just love a party. You know what I mean?
2: That would keep them engaged.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Now, we do have some people that are so quiet. I'm just like, you know, you can unmute. You can, you can say something. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs>
3: Not, yeah, not then fine,
2: but then, but then, when they finish, but then when they finish, she's like, "Oh, okay,
3: okay.
2: I understand why they were because they were laser focused <laughs> right. on the whole painting, mm-hmm. and they wanted that masterpiece." Yeah, pretty much. Mm.
1: Nice. But what we have found, the kids, they go through a paint like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It'll be like five minutes, and they're like, "Okay, I'm done." I'm like,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> "The kids, they zip you apart. They zipped you apart. It. It'll yeah. be like." Y'all, we got like another hour to go. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Y'all
3: wanna play a game because <laughs> y'all people pay for an hour and a half. Y'all, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> now, how how important? Because it's levels, right? Because you guys just didn't start at the sipping paint of where you are. But how important was it far as from the beginning? Because you guys have a lot of experience with putting on parties. And it's kind of just been a triple effect to add to what you're doing now. Wow. How important is it to go from level to level and kind of learn and take things and add that you've learned over the years?
1: So like Mark was saying, um, <clears throat> when we started the, well, I, who said it? I, Either one of us, it's like we're the same person. But mm-hmm. one of us said... Um, like when we did that very first practice party with my girlfriends, we took notes as to what worked, what didn't work. So every time you add something onto your business, you kind of want to do what's called like a soft launch. You don't want to grand opening and you have no notes, no feedback, no nothing. It's kind of like television. When these studios put out a movie or a television show, they always have a preview of an audience watching it first And then they make tweaks before they give you the final product. So for us, every time we have a party, it's a lesson or or opportunity to learn, okay, what worked, what didn't work. And so we got to the point where now everything just like clockwork, because we know exactly what to do, what not to do. Mm -hmm. Like we know for certain parties, all right, we should give them this, give them that. Um, We know for different um clients, okay, it'll be better to show them these type of pictures versus these type of pictures. It just, it was trial and error, but at each step we've learned something new to do mm-hmm. with these mm-hmm. parts. And even to the point, like I said, with the whole the ring that my mama, thanks mama, that mm-hmm. my mama <laughs> gave me, um, it was just, you know, I didn't think about a ring. That never even crossed my mind. And then I was like, wait, a ring?
2: So we so we graduated from I'ma say adult parties and doing parties for adults
3: mm-hmm.
2: to kids and everybody right before the pandemic hit.
3: Yeah. There yeah. was a party,
2: there was a party for a what she turning nine? Eight or eight eight-year-old eight, eight, eight girl. Mm-hmm. 12 eight-year-old girls. <laughs> that was interesting. Because
1: they were just like, our artist is there giving them instruction, and they were like, Can we paint?
2: They were ready to go.
1: What was like, Either. Um, he's trying to tell you how to make it and nice. Like, nope. no now we just want paint. Okay,
2: I got my paintbrush. Let's go. <laughs> they oh, did, my like, I'm
1: not interested in all this talking, sir. I want to, I, I just want
2: paint. So that's one. When- that's when I had the vision like, oh, okay, we can pull this off with working with kids because we have two artists that are very, you know, patient and mm-hmm. you give them step by step instructions. And yeah. it's on a kid, you know, we are with, with a paint party, we always say, okay. we're gonna give you the standard layout of what the picture is supposed right. to be.
1: And then you make it. And your then own. you make it
2: your own. Nobody's picture is gonna be, okay. my picture. Is not gonna be like hers. Her is not yeah. gonna be like it's always gonna be tweaks different things that you want to, to add into the picture right and
1: you know? that's another thing we had to learn too early on we had to learn that okay yes it is a sip and paint yes we do have a specific picture we're doing but everybody's not going to follow your blueprint and mm-hmm.
3: so
1: like the love the oh, the love. Mm-hmm. oh, so everybody's not going to follow you we have a bookcase behind us that is full of canvases mm. So this is one of the first ones of the love that we did. And then our artist has evolved. Right. It was like (laughs) he was just sitting here and he started painting on it. And we were
3: like, that's new. This is the new love. love I got new love. I don't need
2: more. (laughs) This was done in like October, November. This was just done like two weeks ago. Everybody, oh, wow. felt it
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> so, to the point that
1: what about principals was like, I want that picture. I was yeah. like, you can't take my picture. My <laughs> name is on this
2: picture. This. I
1: said, but we'll have the artist
2: make one for you. Yeah, but that's just an example <laughs> of like, you have to continue, continue to learn, continue to grow, continue to change things on the fly. Like you, you, you have to continue to reinvent yourself every party
1: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah we just learned that people are going to do their own thing the way they want to do it so instead of trying to force them to conform and paint what we want them to paint
2: Mm-mm. that's
1: fine do, do your thing, own thing. it's do your paint. Yeah. you pay for why am I trying to do tell you what to do? you think
2: That's the beautiful part of it
1: mm-hmm.
2: that's the beautiful mm-hmm. part of it is that you can make it your own masterpiece yeah mm. We just Man, give it- you know what
0: it. I, I I love the mindset that you all have customer service first. And then when it comes to the business, you're always evaluating, like, how can we take it to the next level? That's what I want people to grab from this interview is making sure that customer service is number one, keyed into who who you're doing the party for, but also evaluate to how can we take the business to the next level to create the best experience?
1: early on what we would do is after each party I would send a survey to the person who hosted the party and ask them to give us their feedback what they liked what they didn't like and we just took all of that information even if it was something negative you can learn from that mm-hmm. you know everything negative yeah. is not necessarily a bad thing because if you learn from it if you take a if you take a nugget from it it's still valuable
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah because that that negative is very important because sometimes it may be just a lack in communication, right? Like it's something that you may not even uh, be aware that you're doing. They're like, oh, that's an easy fix. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Yep, that's absolutely right.
0: right. Now what's next for you all? Because I I love the way you're thinking. I know you probably can't share everything that you're kind of (laughs) working on that's down the pipeline. (laughs) You know what I mean? But far as (laughs) the long (laughs) but for us, the long-term goals, you know, what are some of the things that you would like to evolve into or some things that you guys are kind of thinking about that you may be able to share?
1: So what we, what we want to do in the next five years is we want to get a brick and mortar,
0: right? So
1: mm-hmm. we want to get a brick and mortar, but we want it to be more than just a sip and plate, paint place. We want it to be kind of like... You know those shows like Seinfeld and Friends where they had their little hangout spot? We want it to be like a sip and spot, but it's also mm. like a jazz club like a lounge Mm -hmm. so you can come there any night of the week you might be able to join in on a party or you might be able to sit down and chit and chat with some folks have a couple of light hors d'oeuvres and get yourself a nice glass of wine even buy a Mm -hmm. bottle
3: if you want to
1: Mm -hmm. and just have a nice chill time so Mm -hmm. this is going to be more catering towards the 30 and over because you know them young people don't know nothing about that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but sipping paint is actually it's going to be a part of it, but it, we want it to just be like inclusive of more than just painting. yeah we but also just, you know we're
2: not trying to limit ourselves that that right. we're trying to you know expand expand but this is something to jump on mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, That's awesome. And that's
1: listen, awesome. A party promoting to sipping paints. And paste, so who knows? We might be having a nice, the hottest spine in Baltimore.
0: Soon. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> doubt about it. You definitely going to have one of the hottest spines in Baltimore because that, that's just what it's going to be because your mindset is like you have to see it before you see it. And exactly. you already see it. So now it's just about manifesting it in the physical. You know what I mean? That's it, it's already there. It's so, already there. <laughs> I receive
1: it. I'm taking
0: it. <laughs> now, before we go, I always like to leave with two things. Let everybody know where they can follow and support. So if they want to, which we know they will, want to set up their own sip and paint, they know where to go. So let everybody know where they can follow and support.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um, we are on social media at Coleman Events LLC and because Twitter won't let us be great, it's Events Coleman. <laughs> there is no Coleman Events LLC on Twitter, but they just won't let us be great. So unfortunately, <laughs> uh, Twitter is Events Coleman, but everybody else is Coleman Events LLC. And um, if you want to email us, it's owner at LLC.com. That's again, owner at Coleman events, LLC. Don't forget the LLC.com. <laughs> um, but yeah, you follow us on social media, get or give us a, a shout, email us. We, we will make it happen no matter what it is you want to do because we do more than just painting on a canvas Mm -hmm. like you can paint on a tote bag you can paint on some Mm. tennis shoes you can paint on a wine glass a shot glass a whiskey glass a water glass a glass glass a rock a piece Mm. of wood if if it has a surface it can be painted on I will find the paint that paint on you just tell me what you want to do I'll make it happen
2: and and customizing sneakers are a big thing with with the fellows.
1: yeah
2: we're trying to jump into that market
1: yeah you bring the sneakers, mm. we show you how to decorate them with your pants.
0: Mm. I, you I paint. I definitely see that trend. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be hot. That's gonna be hot, especially with the tennis shoes, because everybody wants their own unique look. Yeah. And so, yeah. yep. And our artist, one of
1: our artists, um, Jamar Sweet, he does a lot of painting of sneakers. Like mm. he has a lot of. It.
0: His 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 uh, collection is crazy. Mm-hmm. That's dope. That's dope. And then I always like to leave on a word of encouragement. So before we go, if you can just bless the people with that one last word, whether it's for people thinking about getting started, they're started, they're weary and well doing, they're about to give up, but whatever you all have on your heart, we're going to end on that last word of encouragement.
1: I'm going to let my husband say it. Mm-hmm.
0: I knew you were going to tell me to go. He's going to be inspired to say something after you say something. Don't worry about it. I know I know how he do. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so I would say for anybody out there who is thinking of starting a business or maybe um, in, a, in the middle of, of trying to start your business or whatever, just be encouraged and know that as long as you put in the work as long as you have faith, as long as you believe in you, you can do what you want to do. It may not come easy. It's not going to happen overnight. Lord knows. And most businesses are going to operate in the red for the first couple of years, but don't be discouraged and understand that as long as you have faith in you, and of course the man above, you can do anything you want to do. Don't let nobody tell you differently.
2: I refuse to let anybody tell me differently. Big part of that uh, process <laughs> is, is um patience. You yes. gotta have patience. Everything, like I said, I'm a big believer of that. Success doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. So uh like you were saying earlier, it's levels. Yes. There's levels to growth, it's levels to success. You just gotta be patient with it.
0: That's all. Um
2: that's a key key quality is
0: patience, for real. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate Marcus, the observer, he's like the chess player. He's just watching how everybody moving <laughs> on the board. And then he say, all right, I'm going to make my move. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no, but I appreciate you all coming on the show, you know, sharing your journey, sharing those gems. And so thank you so much. And this is not the end. This right. is only the beginning. So Excellent. as you guys continue to grow and expand, you're definitely welcome back on the show. Oh, and um, you know, we're just going to continue to create that magic. So, peace, love, and blessings, and everybody enjoy that night. Thank love you. Peace. Take it easy. Have a good
3: thank one. Thank you.
0: Right. What up? What up? What up? It's host the blueprint, the host of the number one networking show. And I like to take the first couple of seconds of each show to highlight any local brands that I may be wearing. And tonight I am wearing Majestic Behavior, uh, which is a local brand here in Baltimore. So I encourage everybody to support, support, support your local brands. Now we have a special guest in the virtual building tonight. How are you feeling tonight?
4: I'm good. How are you? How are
0: you? I'm awesome. I'm awesome. So I appreciate you coming on the show. Now, before we get started, if you can just introduce yourself, let everybody know where you're from, and just a brief overview of what you do, and we get ready to take it back to day one.
4: All right. So my name is Tanisha Osby. Everybody calls me Nisha. Um, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. I'm the owner of TC Loving Hands. Um, If you notice, I have a shirt that says sign language is dope. My business name, TC, that's the um, initials of my deaf mom. So that's what made me um, start this business. Um, I'm a children's book author, and I'm also a dope candlemaker. So that's who I am.
0: Mm -hmm. So let's get into the journey, right? Because you're an entrepreneur and an author, you know? So what came first for you in your journey, right? Growing up. Um, you know, did you always want to become an entrepreneur or author? What was that first beginning like for you?
4: So in the beginning, um, I think since I've been growing up, I wanted to become an entrepreneur. I've watched my dad have so many businesses since I've been growing up, and I think i end ended up following into that first step, you know, how you just want to be your own boss, regardless of working um, full-time. And um, growing up with a deaf mom I wanted to bring more awareness to the deaf community um because you know you have my book is um, called my deaf friend can do anything you can do and the book is pretty much teaching um some people that may not know about the deaf community um you know hearing people things like that it teaches them how they go about their everyday lives because a lot of people have a misconception that deaf people can't do certain things like talk on the phone drive watch tv and things like that so um my mom is of course my mom inspired me to write the book um because, you know, even growing up, I've had to come across where I had to help my mom because certain people think, oh, she can't do that. She can't do it. That people can do anything you can do. So that's what made me write my book. Um, And I have a, a eight-year-old daughter that's, um she's learning sign language as well. Well, she knows some sign language also. So she's even encountered where she had friends be like, oh, your mom, ne- your grandma needs to go to the doctor because she can't and things like that. So my book is very important and that's why I read it.
0: Mm. Now let's talk about the book right because this is it's special right because I love authors, you know, especially because everybody's not going to be a Jay Z um, or LeBron James, but we all have certain gifts and talents. So when you were inspired to write the book, did you kind of hesitate at first or what was like those first beginning moments when you said, you know what, I think I have something that I want to bring to the world.
4: So me personally, I'm the type of person that if I come up with an idea or come up with something, I get right to it. Like I, I don't wait. So that, when that, when that idea came to my mind, I said, Oh, I need to write this book. I wrote the book. I got it done within a year. And then I wrote Mm. another book in that same year. Well, I.
0: Came out with a covering book that same year, so I don't play my- <laughs> around. So you know what? That's that's key, right? Because I think a lot of people have ideas and they're sitting on them and just sitting, right? And they mm-hmm. they sit on them so long where they start to talk themselves out exactly. of it, right? So so what what advice could you give other uh, authors or entrepreneurs about really just taking the steps to get it done? Do your research and
4: get it done, do not wait. You're gonna have people that's gonna tell you, oh no, you need to wait to do this, you need to wait to do that. No, I've had people tell me, oh, you gonna write your book right now? Why don't you just wait? Because you know, you of course, every, everybody goes through things in life, but are you gonna let that hinder everything that you're trying to do, all your ideas, especially if you're trying to bring awareness to something? Get it done, write that book, write that book, get it done. It, even if it's just a journal, get it done, it's, it's really, get the research done and and as far as you know writing your book and getting it published i self-published my book
3: Mm.
4: i did my research i even paid you know to make sure that i do it right so as long as you do it right and you you really put your mind to it and it's something that you really want to do it'll be successful and
0: that's how i look Mm. at it yeah that's great advice that's great advice so let's talk about the content of the book right um was it was it a joyful process putting it together? Did it bring back a lot of memories, good or bad, as you were kind of bringing awareness um, to the subject and, and writing the book? Talk about that experience. So it
4: was actually, you know, you know, everything is not an easy process. No, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh my God, it was so easy. It's like this, that no, it's it's not. But once you get it done. And you take your time and you figure out what exactly needs to be done you'll have a successful book and that's how like my book you know you always you second guess yourself like is it really going to be successful if you put into your mind and you affirm and you say oh my book is going to be successful i know it's going to be successful it's going to be successful that's and that's how it goes. so i feel like my book and my book is different there's not a lot of um african-american books on talking about deafness or sign language so mm. that's another reason why I'm like, oh, my book is, is going to make it. My book is going to be fine. It's going to be successful. So no, it's not super easy. It's not the easiest thing in the world. But the first step you need to do is just write that book and then you know, take your next steps.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was your goal right far as bringing awareness? What are some of the topics that you discussed? Can you give us a glimpse into... A couple topics that people may have the misconception of, because it's very important that people understand.
4: Mm-hmm. So that's two things that I want to point out. My first one is um, my book covers bullying. When, for example, if you see someone that that may be different from you, even though we're all the same, if you see that they may be they may be blind, they may be they may be disabled, they may be deaf, or this, that, and the third, they may not have a leg, whatever. Some people have to realize that. We're all the same. So mm-hmm. in the book, it'll teach how you know. At one point, they would. It's a, in the story. It's teaching pretty much how, like, a group of kids was like they didn't want to play with um, the deaf child because they were deaf and felt like they couldn't do anything. So in mm-hmm. the book, the deaf child and her best friend is like, "Oh yes, we can. Yes, she can," and prove them wrong. So that's that's one thing. And the second thing, my mom dances her her butt off okay so you know a lot of people have a misconception well how how she know how to dance if she can't hear the music it's the vibrations that they can feel my mom Mm -hmm. she 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 don't play on the dance floor okay Mm -hmm. and she's deaf so those are like the two main things in the story that I I really point out is the bullying aspect and that deaf people can do what you can do
0: yeah yeah now growing up did you learn sign language early? Like what was the journey for you and how can you encourage other kids that may be growing up that may have deaf parents as well to encourage them that it's going to be okay?
4: Oh yeah. So growing up, I actually sign language is pretty much my first language. Um, I always tell people, like my cousins would tell me I would sign what I wanted instead of talking. So um, growing up with a deaf mom is really not, it's it's actually great you know you can have those conversations with your parent and nobody can know what you're talking about so mm-hmm. that's one of the big things that i you know i like and me and my mom we get along really we're really close so it's it we have the you know the hurdles or whatever as big what i am is a coda which is child of deaf adult so it's really i i i really want to protect my mom it that's that's just how codas are we're like just
0: don't play my mother I don't care if She deaf or not you know what I mean so mm-hmm. yeah 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 I like that super protective and that's that's awesome right and I feel like that's very encouraging because we live in a day and age now with social media people can try to make fun of people and and, mm-hmm. and things go viral so I feel that it's very important that someone like you are bringing the message that you know firsthand of how to be a protector and also how to bring encouraging people mm-hmm. or encouraging messages to people, right? Mm-hmm. So once you wrote the book, what was some of the feedback that you received from people as they started to re- uh, read the book and receive the message?
4: So some of the feedback I got was, for example, like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know this. Because a lot of people don't know until someone actually tells you. So, you know, I have, then I have some um, quotas like myself. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy that you wrote this book. Especially um, African-American, especially for African-American children. My book, um, I do donate some of my books. So I had donated um, a book to um, some kids in Nigeria and they were like Mm. super excited because there's not a book for African-American children talking about deafness or
0: sound language. So it's. I think, I, I think that, you know, this, this yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it is great, right? And so I'm I'm just thinking of like the future impact because you're really just getting started, right? Because you wrote the book and then you said you made it a coloring book as well, right? What well, is it the same book or is it a different variation of the book? So
4: it's a, it's not really the same book, but it's a whole separate um coloring book, which is it has African-American children in it um, teaching the alphabet and um, like a different, like A for apple, you know what I mean? And it'll mm-hmm. be the sign for apple and then the sign for letter A and then, you know, the kids can color in it. Um, that kind of thing. And I did all that in the same year.
0: <laughs> yeah, you will be playing around. You don't be playing around. And, and you know what? It's awesome, too, because like how long after were you inspired to do the coloring book because i feel like that's really taking it to a next level to make it actually hands-on and to drive the message home even more
4: so i published my deaf could do anything you can do in february and then i did the coloring book was published in october
0: mm. <laughs> No, you know what? It's it's. Yeah. Awesome. I'm always amazed at people that just take action, right? Because it's just like, you can be your own worst critic. And once you just yeah. get out of the way and take what you have in your heart and bring it to the people, you don't know who needs that message. Exactly, exactly, exactly.
4: And I plan on writing more,
0: so. Mm, yeah, I know. I know you have to, because I'm sure it's things that, you think about on a day-to-day basis that like man I know this would be great to add Mm. to the series you know what I mean because I I feel like it's very important like when we have African-American authors to put characters in the book that look like us it just speaks to the kids a lot different how do you feel about Mm. it
4: oh yeah um I've had where I had I had some parents like my, my child actually has a story that they can actually relate to because there are children in a book that look like them. Mm. And that's the important thing. Cause like I said, I I think as I, I've done my research and I haven't seen any African American children books on deafness or hard of hearing or sign language. And it's that's mm. bad. Like that's not that's not okay. Even in general, there's not, you know, and there's nothing wrong with it as far as, you know, having books for Caucasian people, but we need more African-American children books. Like mm-hmm. it's not as many as ones that have um, Caucasian, you know, characters in them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's important that we're represented because it just feels different when you see someone that looks like you. Um, now, is this a message that, that you would take around the world in reference to like being a public speaker do you you see kind of that inspiration evolving from being the author to bring awareness to bring inspiration is that somewhere in the near future or have you ever thought about that
4: um I'm not really like a public speaker type of person so I don't know if the opportunity presents itself maybe but I didn't have that in my
0: future. <laughs> if it yeah. was a come along, maybe I don't know. Yeah, and, and you know the reason I the reason I'm thinking about it because I I can see you working together with so many organizations, right? You know what I mean. Like it's it's so many variations that could spawn from it, and you know, like you said, it's something that you never thought about. But as someone sees this interview, or as you you know the book gets out. People are going to be like, can you bring this message? Can you speak your experience? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I just see it because just to step out on a leap of faith, not seeing other books of people that look like us speaking on the subject that you're speaking on, like you're a trailblazer. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you heard it here first. You heard it
3: here <laughs> first. <laughs> You're right. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now you 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 have a whole brand, right? Because not only have you authored the book, what are some of the other things you talked about? The candles. Talk about that journey and the creation of of the candles and that and that journey as well. So that's how I like to
4: put it. I have something for the kids and I have something for the adults, right? Mm. So my candles are pretty much, I don't look at, I don't look at them as typical candles. They're not just about the scent. My candles have certain sayings on them that adults can relate to. Mm. So, you know, um they smell amazing. When you go home, my candles are like this. When you go home and you want to light like one of my candles that's chasing that bag. You want to go home. You want to light your candle because you know you're chasing that bag. You know you're making money. You want to go home. You want light that candle. Mm. This, is, this is What my candles are about, you know. Um, I do have some that have bad words on them, but most of us adults can relate to
3: them. I, like, that. Bad I like bad words. I like bad words.
2: I'm a bad so, yeah.
0: word.
4: <laughs> so yeah, like my candles, there. I feel like. It's, it's about the vibe that you're in, you know, when you, or when, wherever you light your candles, whatever vibe you're feeling, I, one of them say, um, positive vibes. Typically you want to be around positive vibes or like, if you need a moment, um, when I'm saying need a moment, you go home, you light your candle because you need a moment. So that's what my candles are about. Um, I started a little, a little around COVID, a little around when COVID started.
0: So yeah. Mm. Now, do you hand make all your candles, or like what? What? How do you go about that process? Like, do you get one of those big mixing pots and mix it all together and throw it together? Voila! Or how is that? Is it a long strenuous process? You don't have to give us all the secrets, because I, yeah, you know I can't what I'm, do all the <laughs> I'm, I'm but, no. but is is it a long process, or how does that work um, for you?
4: So yes, I do hand make my own. Uh, I do hand make my candles. Hand make them label them all by myself um Mm. i do have a nice nice size pot you know my my wax and and, um and i I don't i don't really have like nothing crazy unless i have like bulk orders i do get bulk orders then you know so yeah
0: yeah that's super dope now seeing that you were doing a relaunch have we relaunched yet or are they already out because i think you were switching were you switching the designs or what was the relaunch
4: so my weeks, re- so, okay so let me go back so when i very first started making candles they were trash literally mm. trash um talk it, about it Shway. what
0: what I talk it? about <laughs> it
4: <laughs> so my can like when i first they didn't you couldn't smell nothing it was it was bad i had to send out brand, brand new candles because my, my candles are bad i i did one of those things where and I want to put this out there because I have a lot. i notice noticed a lot of people are starting to do candle making. Don't buy a kit and think that you are just an expert at candle making. It's not like that. You know, you have to do your research. You have to trial and error. You have to test your candles. And that's what happened to me in the beginning. I did not do that. I bought a kit off Amazon. I tried to make candles. I said, like, oh, I know how to make them now. I made candles and they were trash. So I said, mm. okay. I'm want i one of those people where, no, I need to fix this. So I switched up my formula, my formula, and <laughs> I came out with really dope candles and everybody loves them there.
0: Mm. Let's talk about that, right? Because <laughs> I, I like how you're very transparent because one thing people have to understand is that everything is not going to go right the first time you try it. And it's okay. It's how you deal with the adversity. Exactly. Exactly. Cause Cause I, had, wasn't, I wasn't expecting for you to come out and say, yeah, that first batch was trash. I'm like, hold on. What was. are you talking about? It? I
4: ain't going to lie. It was. I had some people. I didn't smell nothing. I'm like, what you mean? I think I did pretty mm. good whole time no
0: now how Um, did you deal how did you deal with that adversity right did you want to give up and quit or what did you have the the mindset like i'm gonna figure it out like what was going through your mind at that point
4: um i wanted to figure it out especially you know in the customer service aspect if i sold you something that you are not satisfied for and then you have not just one person say oh i don't smell anything oh you need to fix it And you know, and I'm not, I'm not a quitter. And I've been looking into wanting to do candle making before COVID. I just never took them. I'm like, oh, I have time now. I can make candles. Mm I Mm -hmm. bought the kit. Thought I knew what I was doing. Didn't know what I was doing. Then I had to do a little more research, you
0: know, and get it right. And I got it right Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm now. My right money, right ready for it now. Let's go. exactly so now how many flavors did you come out with more flavors after you came out with your own recipe like talk about the regeneration or the rebranding
4: yeah so after i came up with my new formula i you know i started getting more orders and more and i said okay i need to rebrand and relaunch because this is another thing that people need to realize you cannot do everything yourself i did my website myself i did my logo myself i did all that myself and when you start to speak with like different web designers and people that make logos and the standard that oh your 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 stuff isn't all that and i had to take that like what you mean i did my whole website by myself what you what you talking about and now that i'm like rebranding relaunching and actually um communicating with someone that actually does this for a living it's like okay i see what you're saying now <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so yeah I, I have a total of 10 cents now and my relaunch should be happening very soon i will have a new whole new website i got mm-hmm. a whole new logo all that good stuff i you you know how they always say you have to put uh spend money to make money yeah you had to spend yeah. money to make more money so yeah. that's
0: where I'm at. That's, that's dope because the investing is like when you invest in your business, in yourself, you know, it's like putting the seed in the ground, right? Exactly. It's like, oh man, I got to put it. But it's, it's that germination process that people get discouraged because exactly. you put your money in and now you got to wait for it to germinate back. But like you said, you saw that Hey, I can do something by myself, but if I want to get a lot further, I need to stay in my creative zone and I need to let the people that are experts handle it because you can get more done. Exactly. Exactly.
4: Exactly. So I said, you know, you cannot, and that's, I'm one of those people, you know, you don't want to ask nobody for help. And I I was one of those people. I said, you know what? Now that my candles are actually booming a lot more, even my book, it's like, okay, you got to rebrand and really get your
0: stuff together.
2: So that's what Mm
0: I mean. Man, I hope people people really get the valuable lessons of one, investing in your business. You know what I mean? But also not investing it for the sake of just doing everything yourself, but Mm -hmm. also getting other people building a team because you can move faster and more efficient. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's some gems right there. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you dropping gems. You dropping, million <laughs> you dropping gems. a million dollars worth of
2: game.
0: <laughs> I'm just feeding off of your energy because you giving the game, you know what I mean? So, you know, but that's why I'm appreciative for you coming on the show, sharing that journey and being transparent, right? Mm -hmm. And so where can people find the book? Where can people, once the candles are relaunched, just let us know where we can find and support what you have going on.
4: So my book, um, my book and my candles will be on um, tclovinghands.com. And also the book is on Amazon, um, Barnes and Noble's website, Walmart. That was all... Yeah, but you know, everybody shops on Amazon. It is definitely on Amazon and on my website. Um, on my website, if you do order from me, you'll get a sign, you get signed copies. Um, mm-hmm. and like I said, my candles on there as well. You can follow me at um TC Loving Hands on Facebook and Instagram if you're just interested. Cause you know, I have some people that's just interested in my candles. <laughs> I have TC Loving Hands um candles on um Instagram and Facebook as well. Mm,
0: that's super dope. That's super dope. And so before we go, two things, right, because I'm just thinking, I want to make sure that um, is it something that you wanted to cover that maybe I didn't ask that you want to bring awareness to people? Because I don't want to end, and it's something that you wanted to get across to the people. Um, I'll, I'll give you that time to to see if there's anything you want to say to the people that maybe I didn't ask you.
4: I would just... I feel like you did. I mean, I just want to reiterate that if you have that idea of whatever it may be, just do it. Don't let anybody stop you from doing it. Don't let anybody talk you out of doing it. Just do it. And if you, if it's something, see that's two different things. if, If it's just you're trying to make money or if it's something that you actually love to do. If you're just trying to make money, sometimes Me, from my personal experience, I wasn't successful when I was just trying to make money on something. Versus if I actually love doing that particular thing, then you're going to invest into it, you're going to want to do it and want to better what you're doing.
0: Yeah, you know what? I I love that, right? Let's pause there for a second because what you just said is like turning your passion into a profit, and Mm -hmm. some people are more passionate about the profit, and and then they forget about the customer service side, they forget about the creative side, because they're so focused on chasing the dollar, per se, Mm -hmm. you know, how how important is it to really focus on the passion, and then say, hey, I'm going to figure out how to monetize it, like, how, how important is that?
4: I'll give you an example, like, you know, I don't know if you ever heard of, like, paparazzi. It's like a...
0: That sounds familiar. Is that the jewelry it... or something? Yeah,
4: I okay. had put my fingers into that a little bit, which, I'm not, I'm not knocking other people. For me, it wasn't for me, because I generally did it just to make money, and I did not get far into it. Like, you know, I had, I've seen some people where they are really successful in it. That wasn't for me. But what I yeah. was passionate about was my book, My Candles. Like, if I wasn't passionate about my candles, I would've been like, oh, well, I messed them up, I'm, oh well. So I think it's very important for people to do what they love to do. Don't just look at it as just money aspect. Even yeah. like an example, like um, college. I, 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 I am in school now, but my major, when I first went to school, I went to school for sign language interpreting. I had people in my ear, no, because I was into computers as well. No, don't go, just go for computers, you'll make more money, you'll make more money. I found a whole bunch of computer classes and wish I would have just stayed with science because I changed my major. And I'm like, it's really not all about the money all the time, it's what you love to do and what you're passionate yeah. about.
0: Yeah. So you know what? That's that's so important because like we were talking about before the interview started, like how I got started and and, you know, one of the things I mentioned is that I just love hearing interviews because you really get to hear the mindset of a person, right? And then when you start to look at the successful entrepreneurs, when you start to look at the people that are really having an impact in this lifetime, they said it, it wasn't about the dollar. It was about the desire and the impact. And people will pay you for your passion and your impact. Right, because mm-hmm. you know people always say this will be a great business idea for you. Well, you should do this. I'm like, I don't care about that. Like, exactly. you may you may make a lot of money doing it, but I know if I'm not in it,
3: exactly. I'm not gonna make
0: money in it. Exactly. Exactly. Drop the mm.
4: jump again. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate like that. You. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, I really want people to get that because I, I I see a lot of people, you know, they're just in in a business for the money and it, it's, it's going to tell, you're not going to stand, like you said, with the candles, because it was something that you were passionate about, you wanted to figure it out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you wanted to clear the air and say, look, y'all, I'm going to make this right. Exactly. Mm. Sure now before we go i always like to leave on a word of encouragement i know you've been encouraging the people a lot tonight but before you go just give us that last word of encouragement that may be on your heart um before we go and uh we're going to bless the people and leave on that word
4: um word of encouragement i have is i have so many um I oh, don't know. Word of encouragement. Um, determined. Continue to be determined and keep doing what you're doing. Don't let nobody stop you. You know what you need to do.
0: And that's that. Just do it. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, because,
2: and, and, and that's
0: the thing, like, don't overcomplicate anything. You know what I mean? Like, I think some people are waiting for like a special word from heaven. You mm. know what I mean? Like, rain down. Let me see 13 red cars pass by, Lord, before this is a All great right. idea. <laughs> but it's like you already have that intuition right here. Like when you wake up, you're thinking about it, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. just do it. Just do it. You'll never know if you don't try. So I love that. Exactly. You kept it. Yeah, you'll never know. So, you know, I, I, I appreciate you coming on the winter Circle. Like I said, this is not the end. This is only the beginning. So as you continue to evolve, you're welcome back, um, you know, to, to, to come back anytime. And, you know, this is, a, this is a relationship that we're building because just the book alone, I know you're going to inspire a lot of people. Um, and and you're like I said, you're a trailblazer. So we're gonna start to see a lot of other authors like you know what, she on to something. Let me get on the bandwagon, but you know what I mean. So, but it's all good. It's it's, it's about inspiring other people to take action. So, mm-hmm. so
4: well, thank you, and I appreciate you having me. It was nice talking to you.
0: And yes, yes, yes. Peace, love, and blessings. We out.
4: See ya.